This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan Show. That was a little bit of Kim Petras there. And today I am joined by the wonderful Lewis Oakley. And it is not his first time on the show. He actually joined us for our Pride special earlier this year. So it's, it's, it's amazing to have you back, Lewis. How are you doing? Oh, thank you. No, I'm doing well. I'm doing really well. It's by Visibility Week. So it it's is. been busy, but it's been fun. Yeah, so what, so, so, so what is happening? I know we're making the, the bisexuals more visible. I saw somebody on Twitter joke that um, by Visibility Week is, is, is the one week of the year where we can actually see bisexual people otherwise they're completely invisible oh, the rest of the year we're just like <laughs> going around tripping people over it's great yeah so so, so, so so tell me what like bi visibility means to you because i feel like bisexual people are sometimes within the lgbt plus community the most i don't want to say oppressed because it's it's less oppression it's more like ignored it's more mm. like i feel like bisexual people's identities are constantly undermined and constantly you know we always hear these things like oh bisexuality doesn't exist and things like that and i think it's really unfair and i don't know why it seems to be bisexual people that are the are the brunt of that well i think it's it's really like a lot of factors that have that have contributed to what's happening so the one i always say about is like look a couple of years ago when i was dating a guy and i was holding his hand walking down the street people saw me as gay even my friends really saw me as gay Mm -hmm. now i'm with my girlfriend, people see me walking down the street, they think straight. Yes. So I think we are a visual species. And mm-hmm. if we can't see it, it doesn't exist. Sure. We're very like that. So I think that's one factor into it. I think there is another factor as well where there is a certain percentage of gay men that will have identified as bisexual on their way out mm. and then come out as gay. Yeah. So if you're trying to be look for the best in people I think sometimes they think oh I remember when I did that you've just got to accept yourself and I think that there's they can't empathise with the idea that no you might just be bisexual you're yes. obviously just doing what they were doing so I think it comes from that and I also think you know bisexuals themselves aren't completely blameless mm. you know we do grow up and you know like I I do a lot of media and I'm always trying to get other bisexual men to join me and I have like one thing I really wanted to do was profile older bisexual men yeah and a lot of them didn't really want to do it they would say things like oh you know what though like my daughter's school like people might um look at me different and it's like fair enough like you don't want to be looked at like different but that has like a knock-on effect and stuff like that so i think there is a the whether it be conscious or not i guess we grow we get older and we've just got other things to do than fight for biovisibility you've got your kids school and all that kind of stuff i think it's just one of those things where there's just never been enough focus on it Mm. but our time is now (laughs) (laughs) Do do, do you feel like um sometimes like you know the, the gay world and the straight world are almost these two completely separate things. And they sometimes so being, a, being a bisexual person, you're kind of in the middle of that and you're trying to straddle it. And do you yeah. think a lot of people almost get sucked into one of those worlds? You know, so if you're a bisexual man dating another man, you may get mm. pulled into the gay world. If you're yeah. dating a woman, you may get kind of pulled into the straight world. And this, I feel like there is no like middle ground for you to exist. Like, of course yeah. you do, but... You, do you know what I well, mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. So, I mean, I really wanted to write this really funny tongue-in-cheek article about, yeah. like, the differences between the gay and straight world, but no one will run it because it's too controversial. But whatever. Um, but run I it think- yourself. <laughs> Just whack it on Instagram. Do a Twitter thread. Maybe. <laughs> um, 
But um, I do think, yeah, so, so they're very different. I think one problem and one thing I'm really trying to tackle is, like, what is bisexual culture? Mm. Um, like, you know, what do we have in common? So I was kind of, like, in a green room the other day um, with another bisexual. And we talked about sci-fi just straight for, like, an hour. And it's one of those things where you actually kind of generally see these things like, ooh, a lot of bisexual really love their sci-fi. Okay, so maybe that's one thing. Maybe we could hold events at Comic-Con. Maybe that's just where we need to yeah. go. Um, and there was a gentleman a few years ago that I used to invite over quite yeah. a lot. And there was this once where he was like, oh, you bisexuals, like, you're always so spiritual. And it was just like the smallest comment, but mm. it honestly made me be like, oh, so you've sat with loads of bisexual men and you've noticed that we've got something in common that yeah. like we read our horoscopes yeah. so like I'm like here like clinging at straws like but no maybe we, we need to kind of find something that maybe we all share and maybe and obviously it's not going to represent all bisexuals some people some bisexuals are not going to like sci-fi or horoscopes or whatever but if we could find something um, and I also think we need to have bi spaces I always yeah, come back yeah. to like um, if you're 18 years old and you're kind of discovering you're gay um and you go to like just a gay club like there are so many different people there from all walks of life like rich poor you know whatever it is they're all there and they're all joined in being gay and it's amazing to go there to feel that bisexual men never really get that or bisexual women you know it's like with all the stuff i do i could probably still count on like one hand the amount of bisexuals i actually I'm friends with. Yeah, it's, it's same. I can th- off the top of my head, I can think of maybe five or six people, and, that, yeah. and, that, and that's really and that's really all I can think of. Have you ever been in a, in a in a space that has been just for bisexual people? Have you been in a room just just for bisexuals? So, um, for London Pride this year, yeah. I organised an event, um, and they were really nice at London Pride, and they yeah. kind of gave us the store. They had like a pop up store, so we had the kind of back of that, and a couple of people came down. Um, and there are certain events that go on through London where they try and um, bring people. Um, so they're good. But my thing is, like, I want a venue, though. I don't want, like, a set time to be there and it kind of be, like, that kind of thing. I want mm. It's just open all the time. You can bring your mates. But it is, like, it's a bisexual venue. That's, that's what we're here for. And, you know, you can meet people in the smoking area or at the bar and stuff and just kind of share experience, share knowledge. And, um, and have somebody and, yeah. understand how um, you feel. For me, it's like weird when I ever do run into a bi guy and I'm like, oh, this has happened. And they're like, oh, that happened to, <laughs> to me. me. Yeah. And like, it's weird because the gay, the, your gay friends will tell you one thing, your straight friends will tell you one thing. And I'm like, I don't think either of you are right. And then you speak about it to a bisexual person like, oh, no, it's this. And you're like, oh, yeah, I can relate. So it's, it's something we need to do to bring people mm. together. So that's one thing I'm really passionate about is we need to have a bisexual venue. Totally. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think it was really interesting about what you were kind of saying as like those shared interest interests that you have. Yeah. Because I think, you know, as a bisexual person, you do have, you go through a certain set of shared experiences that, that nobody else does. And, mm. you know, gay people are the same, straight people are the same. We all, we all go through these experiences that we share. And I do think those experiences sometimes can contribute to forming a personality. And yeah. forming a personality, you know, leads towards having similar interests. You know, I yeah. think a lot of people out there kind of lean away from that kind of thing because oh you're just stereotyping people you know yeah. all bisexual people don't like sci-fi that's ridiculous and it's like mm. no but it's like if you acknowledge that there does seem to be a high number of bisexual people that do enjoy something it's something that you can celebrate instead of calling it a bad thing instead of yeah. calling it a stereotype it's you know you see it in the gay community you know yeah. you might say oh gays love Kylie Minogue and obviously not every gay man loves Kylie Minogue but a lot of us a, good chunk do. a lot of us yeah. do and I think finding those things for bisexual people yeah 
would be amazing. Do you have any ideas of other things other than sci-fi that you think might be kind of a collective interest? I'm really not sure. Like, I know the sci-fi and the comics, we seem to kind of like that stuff. And obviously there is this whole that maybe some of us are really, like, into a... Not so much reading your horoscopes every day, but kind of believing in, like, you were born that month and that's that's what your characteristic's going to be. Yeah. Um, there's not really that much else that I've seen that we've had in common so far, but I'm, I'm constantly, like, looking at it and, like, just making little notes, like, ah, uh, five bisexuals so far have said they enjoy, like fries <laughs> <laughs> we all love fries that, that's not a bisexual thing i assure you <laughs> um what do you think people other people within the lgbt plus community who aren't bisexual what do you think we can do to kind of encourage and promote bi visibility because i you know i i, I want to do more and i feel like maybe i'm slacking maybe there's more that i can be doing you know i do a tweet on um, bi visibility day and, mm. and that's it like come on callum like step um, up well i think you know Obviously, if you ever hear someone being derogatory about bisexuals challenging it, I yeah. think that's always good. Um, I think there's wider stuff going on. So one thing I'm really passionate about and one thing I am looking to tackle the rest of this year is the LGBT funding. Mm. Um, so, what, you know, a lot of people, especially you see it at Pride, they just chuck a rainbow flag at things. It's like, ah, it's Pride and LGBT. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but do you really understand that those are really different people? Yes. Like, the things keeping a gay man in the closet are not the things keeping a bisexual man in the closet. They're very different. Yeah. And oftentimes I find that um, the bisexual stuff is completely overlooked. So for all of the um, research they've done on sexual health, as far as I know, and I research this stuff so much, mm. they have never asked if a bisexual person is more or less likely to use a condom with a man or a woman. And that just completely leaves us open to things going on. And I find a lot of the sexual health research in particular, it will say something like X percent of gay and bisexual men are more likely to catch X STI. Mm-hmm. And that to me is just bonkers because yeah. if gay men are only having sex with men, bisexual men could be having sex with men and women. The fact that we look at their chances of catching sexually transmitted infections under the same microscope is bonkers. Yes. Like, that makes no sense. So for me, it's more about challenging that kind of mentality. And also um, in America, they are really up on um, transparency with the figures of how they spend their money. Yeah. So they did a 40-year report, and it was between 1970 and 2010. And they found that basically bisexual people have received about 1% of overall really? LGBT funding. And they ran the numbers last year, and they looked at 2016. They found that in 2016, I think trans got, it was either 16 or $17 million. Mm-hmm. Um, gay men got $6 million and lesbians got um, $3 million. Yeah. Guess how many, but how much bisexual got? Oh, like a ten pound fifty or something. <laughs> Five hundred dollars. What? Yeah. So that was oh that's how much money God. is being put into it. Now in the UK, they don't release the figures. Yeah. So my thing now is about release the figures. Release the figures, like, absolutely. From seeing what they're doing, you can kind of tell there's clearly not much money going into this, but you can't prove it. Yeah. So I think the first things first is like we've got to see the problem. So let's campaign. Let's get the LGBT to actually say what they're spending their money on Absolutely. and then we can start campaigning them like you know you need to spend more in this area yeah well there, well, there are actually you know some unique kind of health inequalities that mm. bisexual people kind of suffer from and I, I don't know if you're aware of this but like when it comes to blood donation mm. for instance so the the law states that you the current law is that you are unable to donate blood for a certain period of time if you have had sex with a gay or bisexual person mm-hmm. so if you have a bisexual man who is in a relationship with a woman, for instance, mm-hmm. 
after a certain period of time, that bisexual man will be a- allowed to donate blood yeah. because he hasn't had sex with any gay or bisexual men. Mm-hmm. The woman, however, will not be allowed to give blood because she's continuing to have sex with a bisexual man. I actually didn't know that. It's That's one of the most bizarre, bonkers laws we have, and it's because it's 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 not been done properly. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's if anything, it's it's a fault, it's a mistake. Yeah. But that's how the system works. So if you're a female and you're in a relationship with a bisexual man, you cannot give blood indefinitely while you're in a relationship and having sex with your partner. Which is, it, it's bonkers. My girlfriend's listening to this, so <laughs> she just got a nice shot too. <laughs> you know, so, so, so there are, you know, we think, oh, you know, what, what bisexual inequalities are there? But, you know, yeah. when you look around, what you've just mentioned, mm. what I've just mentioned, there yeah. are things, you know, it's not just the kind of bi-erasure. There are some real issues out there that yeah. need to be addressed. Yeah, I just think it needs more thought. Yeah. Overall, it just needs more thought. It's, you know, I, I really think if we all put our heads together, within a year, we could at least have turned the tide and then it's just about kind of building it up and like all that kind of stuff but I just think come on just let's just use some common sense here let's mm-hmm. look at the funding let's look at how we do the research let's look, let's look at the blood let's look at our, our attitudes and that's it we could just get this done so quick absolutely I completely agree well it's amazing to have you here Lewis um, we've you. got a fun show coming up we're going to have the incredible Bob the Drag Queen uh, joining us a little bit later we're also going to be reacting to our lovely listener's sex confession so if you are listening and you have something that you would like to confess you can do that by emailing callum at foobarradio.com and that is completely confidential so feel free to tell us your worst um we're going to play a little game in a moment but i think it's time for a little bit more music so this is a bit of dance to this by ariana grande and troy savan Lewis, I think it's time for a little bit of fun. I love a bit of fun. <laughs> um, I think we're going to play some porn or not porn now. Um, so basically, in this game, I have lots of different sound bites here. Um, some of those are from porn, and some of them are not from porn. Lewis, you are going to need your headphones for this game. Oh, cool. So please put those. I know I don't want to mess up your hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the theme for porn or not porn this week is Westlife, apparently, because they're doing a reunion tour. That's news to oh. me. Did, did not know so we're going to have to figure out whether these clips are from porn or whether they're from Westlife whether that's interviews videos I don't know so I don't know the answers to these either okay. we're, we're going to be a team in this and we're going to try and figure these out together so we have six clips um, let's dive right in with the first one I'm sorry what? I'm sorry who? I feel like that has to be some kind of ridiculous Westlife interview. Yeah, I don't think that's porn. No, like, who who would be making that noise during porn, and, and, and why? Unless it's, like, in the weird setup. Like, that's yeah, the they pizza do delivery have... guy coming. But why would he make that noise? <laughs> if, a, if a man delivered my pizza and made this noise, <laughs> I, I would be concerned. <laughs> Imagine again. Um, I'm going to say not porn. Yeah, I'm going to say not porn as well. I think that this definitely has to be Westlife. What is the answer, please? It is Westlife. It is Nikki makes weird noises when he messes up an introduction to a game during an interview. 
I don't know which one Nikki is. I, d- I don't really know my Westlife. Is, no is, idea. Is that, is that the one with Ronan Keating? Was that Westlife? Maybe. Was he in a boy band? Yes. I'm being told <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that's them. <laughs> Wasn't a Westlife fan growing up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Our next one is... Oh, no, wait. No, I'm being told that that's not Westlife that had Ronan Keating in. So apparently nobody knows who, no, nobody knows who Westlife are. All right. Our next one is... That's what I like to see. That's what I like to see. Oh, that's got to be poor. I feel like that's your little director man <laughs> yeah. behind the camera goading some people into... Yeah, I feel Getting like some, more extreme. someone's just took their underwear or their bra off or, 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 or something, I feel. Yeah. Let's hear that again. That's what I like to see. Mm, yeah. Though I, Hold I'm, on, I feel is like... Is that an Irish twang? A Westlife Irish? Yeah, now I'm, uh, now they I'm Irish? doubting it. Yes, they're yeah. Irish. <laughs> I'm gonna... You know what? I'm gonna say not porn. Are you? I think it's not porn. But what if they went... What if they looked for Irish porn to try and trip us up? Is that an Irish accent? Let's, let's listen again. That's what I like to see. It is, isn't it? Yeah. See, so they could be trying to trick us up. Mmm. I'm saying not porn. Uh... Okay, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to trust you on this. Um, we're saying not porn. And the answer is... Oh, it is oh, porn! No. This is from Irish Spirit. Um, and a bartender compliments a waitress who reluctantly puts on a cheesy St. Patrick's Day costume to serve drinks in. Wow. See, they, I knew it. They went out of their way to find <laughs> Irish porn. Who knew that was a thing? All right, our next one is... Irresistible, isn't it? Who? Who said what there? It's irresistible, innit? It's irresistible, innit? Oh, it feels seedy. I feel like uh, that feels... It sounds seedy to me. It's irresistible, innit? That's him, that's him getting his dick out and she's like giggling away. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's irresistible, innit? That's what's happening there. Listen again. It's irresistible, innit? All right, yeah. Is I, it? Or do you think it's Westlife? Because I feel like if a pop star said something like it's irresistible in it, like we would ridicule them for saying like that something was irresistible. Uh, so yeah. I reckon like that's got to be porn. Oh, I think so. I don't, I really don't. Shall we say porn? Let's say porn. Yeah, okay. We're, we're saying porn. Final answer. Oh, oh it is no. not porn. This is Westlife and it is Shane saying his face is irresistible in a funny interview moment. I bet it was funny. I don't know what Shane looks like, but um, he sounds like this. It's irresistible, isn't it? Oh, what a babe. How many more have we got left? <laughs> we're we halfway through. Have we got one? Uh, we've only got one right, okay, I think. Okay, right. The next three we're going to do. Okay, we'll smash it. All right, next one. The boys stroke my... F- I heard some music there at the end. The boys stroke my... F- the boys stroke my. The boys stroke. <laughs> the boys stroke my. The boys stroke my. The boys stroke life. The boys stroke my. I have no idea what he is saying. I feel like that's an interview. But, but, but I music, don't want to be responsible. It sounds like it's it's a Westlife interview, and they've got a bit of Westlife in the background. Yeah, maybe this is an easy one. Oh no, but they're never easy. They always try to pull the wool over my eyes. <laughs> they're sneaky. <laughs> they're all trick questions. That's the issue. The boys stroke my. Oh, okay. I'm I'm saying not porn. They're trying to double bluff us. This is a Westlife interview, and that's yeah. a bit of Westlife playing in the background. Yeah, it's not porn. It's not porn. We're a hundred percent certain. Yes. yes! <laughs> this is Kian and Marcus stroking Shane's face while he gives an interview. How many members of Westlife are there? Hearing a lot Four? of names. Four. Kian, Five. Marcus, Shane, and. I mean, you're in radio. Like, <laughs> 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 All right, our next one is. We're gonna hit this from the bottom. I'm gonna hit this from the bottom. Is that what Porn. he's saying? 
I think He's, porn too. Yeah, that's porn. I think that's porn. Fine, we're just going straight in with that one. Final answer, and we are saying that that is porn. It is Harry Big Dick Boys Fuck Irish Stranger. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is an Irish stranger mediating between a couple arguing about how to approach cleaning out their garage. They really like to make some really specific niche porn, don't they? Uh, yeah, that sounds interesting. I do, <laughs> do, do you like an Irish accent? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I, I think I do as well. Let, let's, hear, let's hear that again. Right, hit this from the bottom. Yeah, so it's nice. So yeah. It's a little bit it's dirty, but in a good way. A little bit dirty, a little bit upbeat too. Yeah, it's like happy, but yeah. like a bit rough around the edges. It's what we like. It's what, it's what we like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how are we doing? I think we're doing... We got three right, I think. I think we've got three right. We've got two right, I'm being told. Okay, fine. What? Well, if it, all right, if we get this last one, at least we've got 50%. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. oh for oh, God's that's sake. That, yeah, because oh, I feel so conflicted. Like, no, that's not it's, porn. That, oh, yeah. But then it but could, it could be, be porn. <laughs> you know? Oh, this is such a difficult game. I hate it so much. I feel like it's porn, but it's not. It, that, that's not obviously not a sex moan. That's like a. It's getting started. Fun banter moan because you know they're all laughing and like. Oh, yeah. You know that's like the beers coming out or something. You know what I think? I think this will be like um, a trick one, and this will be like Westlife's leaked sex tape or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> so like both answers are right. I wouldn't put it past them. Did honestly. any of them have a leaked sex tape? I bet that's what it is. Maybe, maybe they did. Did any of the Westlife members have a leaked sex tape? If anyone knows, <laughs> they're just shaking their heads. So I think I think that's a no. What, what are we going to say for this last one? I really don't want to get it wrong. Listen have, again. Okay, fi final time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, I'm gonna say not porn. All right, I'll go with you. Ah, oh, okay. We are saying not porn. That's Westlife hanging out in the green room or something. Not porn. Yay! Yes. <laughs> that was um, a Japanese interviewing interviewer give, giving Kian a back scratcher as a gift during an interview. And he's trying it out. So let's listen to that one more time. Oh, yeah. That's. I'd have preferred their sex tape. <laughs> Me too. Uh, do you do you find do you find there's a lot of like um, porn that caters specifically for bisexual people, Lewis? I mean, because I guess I'm, I guess when you have a, a a man and a woman having sex, like straight porn, that kind of yeah. is bisexual porn. But I guess. Do you know what? Do you see what I'm getting at? Do you I mean, like? Now I have a partner. I don't really watch that much porn, but I okay. feel like it, like it can take quite a long time because you can be watching gay porn and then be getting close, and then you switch to straight switch porn. Switch to straight like, porn. It's like, oh my god! It's like three hours have gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where, where, when I go onto porn websites, I, I, I feel spoilt for choice. There's often too much there. Yeah. Um. So I can imagine having double to choose from. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, I, so, like, on my way over here, I was watching some of your YouTube videos, and yeah. I saw you did that one about someone, like, said, I've been watching you, and the password thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That happened to me. That, this happened to you as well. The exact same email, where it was, like, my password was in, in the subject line. They were like, give us your money, or else I literally came out of the, um out of the bathroom. I was like, babe, I'm being extorted. Yeah. But then I kind of took the thing of, like... Like, they literally got on my website. Like, it's, my God, I'm in my underwear anyway. Who cares? Yeah, it's terrifying, but it's not real. So if you do receive an email like that, don't worry so and don't I, give any money or anything like that. 
Um, but yeah, we, 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 we'll come back to that in a little bit, Lewis. Um, we have the amazing Bob the Drag Queen joining us very, very shortly. Um, so let's have a bit of music and then we'll get Bob on. My girls just like I like my honey Sweet little selfish The Peter said prophecy is love Don't read me, my soul I take is it love Love We are now joined by the incredible Bob the Drag Queen. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm really, really good. It's 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 amazing to have you here on the show. It's by Visibility Week, so we've been we've been getting quite political uh, this week. It's and... an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, and I mean, you let let's first talk about the fact that you 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 are the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race season eight. Um, how how does that feel? I mean, it was so long ago. Yeah. Now, you know, at the time, I felt like a superhero. Now, I just <laughs> I feel like a mere mortal, like you. <laughs> <laughs> We're all mere mortals. No, at the time, it was very exciting, but uh, you know, it's been um, probably two and a half years now. So I'm starting. I'm starting to feel a lot more regular day by day. You know. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, what what I really, really wanted to talk to you about today was kind of about your your history of activism. You know, I feel like this isn't something that is brought up a lot with with, with yourself and and even other drag queens. And for me personally, I feel like drag queens have always kind of held this place in the community where they're almost like, you know, you're leading the front line, you're putting yourself out there, you're being so visible. And I know that you have an incredible history of kind of activism. And I know that you were even thrown in jail at one point, which we'll come back to. But first, I want to talk about what you were doing in New York, where you were kind of going out and, and, and kind of protesting for equal marriage. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, um, maybe four or five years, no, maybe more than that. I don't even know, maybe six Seven years ago, I can't. I don't actually remember how long ago it was. Yeah, it's kind of sad that I can't remember. But uh, I was sitting around with some of my best drag queen friends, two in particular. One's name is Frosty Flakes, uh, and one named Azraya. And we were just sitting around talking about uh, inequalities and things that we don't have as uh, queers in America. And then we just decided uh, we were like, "Well, what are we going to do about it?" So we decided to do this thing called drag queen weddings for equality. Yeah. Or drag, or drag queen weddings. Yeah, you could think you still find them on. Um, they're on. If you tap in drag queen wedding Times Square or drag queen is for equality, you'll see them all over YouTube. These oh. are videos when I first started drag. Oh my god, I need to I need to out. check them out. Oh yeah, I had a different drag name then, so people probably won't be able to find it. Uh, yeah, by searching my name, but you have to type in drag queen weddings for equality, and uh, you'll see me and my friends doing these uh, these demonstrations where two drag queens get married. And during our vows, we would give out um, statistics yeah. and, and, and pamphlets and information. It's, 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 um, and then I got linked up with a group called Queer Rising. And they were like, they basically, when they were like, do you want to get arrested? And I was like, for the right cause, yeah. And one thing led to the other. So you knew in advance of, of of this event that you were going to get get arrested. I knew that you know you leaked this information. This information was leaked to the press that this protest was going to be taken in place. So so you knew in advance that they were going to kind of handcuff you and and, and throw you in in jail. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it, and also you know I don't want anyone thinking that 
it was like some, uh, you know, uh, civil rights uh, water hose um, Selma footage. Yeah. It was, um, it was pretty tame. They put us in zip-tie handcuffs. They put us in the back of a large uh, police wagon, uh, took us down to the um, station, and we were released uh, pretty quickly, actually, because we were uh, nonviolent offenders. Yeah. And we complied with the cops. It must, it must have still been quite scary, though, regardless, even though, you know, you, you know, it might have not been that kind of like hosing you down, you know, throwing you and leaving you in jail for a weekend or whatever. But it's, it still must be quite scary to be to be put behind bars. Yeah, I cried. Um, but I was crying because of the emotion of doing it all, not because it was scary in jail. I mean, yeah. the same group I was with, we actually protested again uh, about a month later. Yeah, and um, I wasn't in that group. But they recommend when you do these kind of things, you don't uh, get arrested more than twice a year, sure. or six, every six months you get arrested, sure. and basically have it have it wiped clean if it's uh, if it's for civil rights and if it's pretty low level. Like if you're doing nonviolent, low level stuff, it'll pretty much wipe it clean. Yeah. Anyway, so the second group they got arrested and they were thrown in jail over the weekend. Oh god! And they stayed in the whole time. Yeah, for the whole weekend and. Uh, and but we also we really stepped it up on that one. That was a blocking traffic over near Penn Station. Yeah, and um, all the act, all the activists were handcuffed to each other, and there was they also decided to put super glue in all the handcuffs so the cops couldn't unlock them. Yeah, it was kind of extra. Oh gosh, um, and and is it true that 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 you 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 managed to sneak snacks into jail? I've heard this as a rumor. Is this, is this true? No, this is 100% true. I had a bagel under my wig. <laughs> <laughs> I had cashews as boobs. <laughs> and I had a cliff bar under each hip pad. That, that is all 100% true. That is incredible. So you were you were really prepared for your little stint? Yeah, I wasn't there long enough to eat any of it, but I had it. And I, was <laughs> I mean, just the fact that you managed to bring it into jail in, in itself is, is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if that is a testament to me. Or if it's uh, more of a detriment to the, uh, the penal system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, what I, what I love about this story is that, you know, I feel there have been so many LGBT plus people out there in the world who have been campaigning for LGBT plus equality in loads and loads of different ways. And I think a lot of the time those stories aren't that kind of reported on. You know, we hear so much about, you know, the Stonewall riots, Freedom Day Parade, all of these, you know, big monumentous incidents. And obviously they are so, so important. But I love hearing these kind of small stories about how individuals kind of went out of their own way to to really make a difference. And I, and I hope you feel proud and I hope you feel like you really did contribute to and I mean the the day that, that the law was overturned and, and same sex marriage was legalized that must have felt incredible for you. Well, you know, so me and my friends we decided we were going to do drag queens for equality every single Saturday from noon to four until marriage equality was passed in New York. That's and um, we did we did that we there and then after after marriage equality was passed in New York we went out one final time to, in Times Square just to like celebrate basically. I remember it was me. A drag queen named Honey LeBronx, uh, a drag queen named Jenna Saquois, mm -hmm. and the now very popular Miss Cracker, all in um, all in Times Square. And, and Miss Cracker used to—that's also people don't know. Miss Cracker is also one of the queens that used to come out uh, to Times Square and protest. Oh, that's that's really is amazing. Uh, do, do do you ever kind of you know there are so many other issues that we can address now. Do you ever kind of want to go back to your roots and and really put yourself out there as a as an LGBT plus advocate, or or, or are you already? 
Well, I always think of way. You know, I always think of how can I best serve the cause yeah. or best serve the community. You know, at the time, the best way I could serve was getting arrested. I, I, I couldn't post. The best way for me to get attention at that time was to really, really cause a scene mm-hmm. yeah. and, and get arrested because I only I didn't have very many followers on Twitter or Facebook or anything. So if I wanted to cause a big stink, and you know, we, we we got our big sign that says New York demands marriage equality. Now we got it on national television, yeah. and that was the way for us to do it then. And now I think what's the best way for me to uh, bring attention? Um, and now I have a, a platform where yeah. a lot of people are, are listening already. And if there comes a point in time where me getting arrested will uh, further the cause, then I'll, I'll probably be in jail again. Yeah, that, that that really is amazing. But 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 you're totally right that now you do have a platform, you know, being on RuPaul's Drag Race and kind of having your online following. I think just by almost existing and, and being so visible and putting yourself out there, you're doing a tremendous amount of good. You know, there must be so many young queer kids who look up to you and, you know, other drag queens on the show. And, you know, I, when I was growing up, I, I wished I could have seen a show like RuPaul's Drag Race on the television. I can't imagine how unbelievably accepted that would have made me feel instead of feeling ashamed and like there was something wrong with me oh well that's probably <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show are you this is your chance to do your little plug so obviously everyone should be follow, following you on social media where can they do that well you know my uh, if you google bob the drag queen or go to bob the drag queen.com all of my social media is there of course i'm on twitter and instagram most actively um, and you know, I'm coming to, um, uh, well, I mean, I, I don't know who all listens. If it's just, just, you know, UK listeners, they're, um, they're all over the world. So you've got people everywhere. Well, I mean, I think the show, I think the show's selling pretty well, but I'm going to plug it anyway. Why not? <laughs> I'm doing the Christmas Queens tour with a lot of amazing drag queens, Asia O'Hara, Eureka O'Hara, Cameron Michaels, uh, Sharon Needles, um, Blair St. Clair. Um, we're all coming to um, the UK um, and all and all over Europe um, with um, drag with the uh, Christmas queens. Amazing. Well, I, I I definitely need to check that out. I mean, with such a such an incredible cast of people, I think I, I'd be stupid not to. Well, you said it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, and I'm going to play you out with a little bit of Halsey. This is Strangers. That's something. Lewis, it is time for everybody's favourite part of the show. It is time to react to our lovely, lovely listeners' sex confessions. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really excited to read these. Thank you so much to everybody who has sent in our confession. We get so many good confessions every single week. And, yeah, it's just I, I love that our listeners send them in. So, Lewis, would you like to read the first one? dislikes it but i'll give it a try oh uh, housemate took his laptop (laughs) that we've been listening to music from to bed after uh after an after party 
plunged the remaining people into the living room into graphic sounds of porn, not realizing <gasps> his laptop was still connected to the speakers. Oh my god! I have. I'm sorry for making you read that when you when you're dyslexic. It's fine. <laughs> no way. I feel very guilty. <laughs> um, oh my, I've actually done this before, but not in the same way. Okay. I've I've done. I've not. Basically, I have like wireless headphones. Right. And sometimes I get home yeah. and I'll just like throw my wireless headphones like down onto the table forget to turn them off forget to disconnect them from my phone right and then i've gone and i've and i've watched porn i've been like turning the sound up like where where where's where's the sound i I want to hear the moan and then and then i can't hear the moan and then i realize that no my headphones are very loudly playing porn in the next room who do you Uh, live with I don't think my housemate has ever found out. I've done this a quite a few times, though. Um, you could have stopped that. I know, I know. It's it's, it's terrible. So, so I can relate. But imagine, like, trying to list, to watch porn and, and it's playing full blast on the speakers in the next room. Like, there's nothing wrong with watching porn, but I feel like... It's a private just moment. Don't, yeah, it's private. Yeah. You just don't need people to be listening into it. Uh, totally. So um, I really I really feel for your housemate. Um, what, a, what a fun story, though. I know. Uh, what, what a fun story. Um, and I hope your housemate finds it funny as well uh, <laughs> all right the next one took a foreign exchange student's virginity in her own house i i mean I, isn't that straightforward I yeah i feel like this the, uh, unless did, <laughs> did he go to the country like to do it in her own house maybe is that what that means so, to me i'm just hearing that you had sex with somebody i'm a bit confused why this one is a uh, uh, outrageous but I, uh, maybe it's to do with the fact that they took the virginity maybe or, I'm I'm a little bit puzzled by this. Or maybe there was an age difference unless, they, here. unless she was like, I've always wanted to lose my virginity in like my my bed from home, and they flew back. Oh, maybe. Well, like it's <laughs> That's a romantic the only way I can thing. find that this was interesting. So you've come all the way from, let's say, I don't know, Lithuania. Yeah. And I, I'm in love with in you. in her own house. <laughs> so, so we're going to go back. And she was a foreign exchange student. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. I'm, I'm well, cool. puzzled by this one. Um, if, if you are listening, do email us in and, and give us a bit more information because um, we would really, really love to know. All right, our next one is, one time I had the handle of a hairbrush up my ass and I was in bed, covered up, and my dad came in and talked to me and it was so uncomfortable. Luckily, he <laughs> never found out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Imagine just having a brush up your ass and then in, in comes good old dad for a little for a little chat. Why? Like, <laughs> why why do would you not do knock? that with your dad in the house? Why would he not knock? This just doesn't need to happen if people just like concentrate. I mean, I think I might do it if my dad was in the house. But I would ex- I would expect him to knock before he came in. I don't know. I feel like you don't use tools when, <laughs> like, you can quickly slip your hand away. But tools, yeah. like, you can't get rid of those very quickly. I've I've never had a parent walk in, but I have had um like friends and things like that walk in before. Well, like masturbating or whatever. But it's not again. It's not been with a tool. There's not been anything physically inside me. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, he never found out. He never um, found out. Maybe so he's listening now, and maybe he just did find out. So. <laughs> <laughs> and buy yourself proper toys. Why were you using a hairbrush? Yeah, please be careful with the hairbrush. <laughs> look, I'm going to do my serious sex educator thing now. Um, just, you know, sex toys exist for a reason, and they're designed in a certain way to make them safe. Like, a hairbrush should be fine because it's it's quite thick at the end, but you need something with a solid base to stop it kind of getting sucked up inside you. So just just be very careful if you're using tools that aren't intended for sex. Never use a vacuum cleaner. Just just putting that out there. <laughs> um, our next one is, I really, went, I really want to sell my anal virginity, 
I'm a bi guy in a relationship, but the thought of a stranger paying to use my ass gets me so hard. Wow, I've never heard of people selling their virginity before. You know what? Like, I'm quite open to it. If that's what he really wants to do, then that's oh, up yeah, to him. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Fine. I have no um, issue with that. Um, and I think for some people, there is an element of power sometimes in sex or giving up power. Yeah. So if this by guy, if that's what he wants to do, then that's all right. Well, as well, I feel like this kind of almost like skirts around the area of like financial domination, which is a, a huge thing, yeah. you know, where people, you know, sex can be so much about money because money so often symbolizes power. Yeah. Um, so something like this, I thought... I think it's amazing and I think absolutely go for it and I know like technically like sex work and the issues around that but I, I, I think there's so much stigma and shame around sex work and I don't think it's fair so um, you you do what you want to do to get you off yeah you lose your virginity your way <laughs> don't worry about what society says yes alright I think we have time for just one more maybe two if we at a push um, it took me three years of sex but I finally had my first orgasm I'm happy because it's something I've wanted for a really long time and struggled with but to be honest it wasn't as good as I thought it would be but still good i am gonna saying this is a girl yeah i'm gonna jump the gun here and say that this is either a girl or a person with a vagina because there is you know there is this kind of known difficulty of of women having an orgasm i watched an amazing episode there's a netflix series called explained and i watched an amazing episode on the female orgasm and how Mm. it can be so difficult to achieve and the reason for that is because the it's so complex and it's individual for each person and you know we we have this idea about a g-spot but it doesn't really exist um well, as someone that's had sex with men and women... <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I shut actually, up, Callum. You know nothing actually, about this. Um, I'm, no, but I, I'm, do, I'm doing a video on this at the moment and just talking about the difference between orgasms between yeah. men and women. And, like, one thing I said was, like, an orgasm with a woman is a sign you're doing a great job. Keep going. Whereas an orgasm with a guy is, like, a sign it's over. It's done. Yeah. Like, so I'm, like, you're yeah. Actually, for me, I'm more on edge when having sex with a guy because you've got to kind of, like, sync those orgasms mm-hmm. within the same similar time frame whereas with women like that the you know that's just a sign you're doing a good job yeah and i and i think what sometimes people don't realize is that when a man orgasms it, it, it it's borderline impossible to yeah. carry on you know it becomes so unbelievably sensitive and unpleasant yeah. after a man orgasms that it's you know there's this perceived idea that if a man orgasms and then doesn't continue that makes him selfish but it's there's a physical I've read some there's blogs a biological that, difference like, yeah that <laughs> you know i mean I, I mean you can still use your hands and you can still use your mouth or whatever to continue but i feel like expecting really somebody forcing yourself though because you just don't you don't want anything afterwards. Yes. You're just like, get away from me. <laughs> and that, Shame on you. <laughs> and, that, and that is a biological yeah. biological thing. So, um, But, you know, syncing up the orgasms, yeah. I think it, it, it really is. An... Within the same 90 seconds, I would say, personally. Yeah. Um, I actually don't mind. Like, maybe, maybe I'm on my own in this, but I actually don't mind kind of if I really like the other person to finish. Like, mm. that's kind of how I enjoy sex. And genuinely and i'm not just saying this to be selfless i genuinely don't really mind if i don't like i kind of enjoy the experience and i can go and jerk off on my own later like but just Mm. having the experience with another person is enjoyable enough for me to not need to orgasm but i know other guys would be like Mm. climbing the walls if they didn't orgasm i'm kind of with you on that you want to know that like 
that that was good for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not selfish lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lewis, um, it's been amazing to have you on the show again. It's Thank great to have you back, back another time. And um, it's brilliant. All the work you're doing around, I know we only touched upon it briefly, but all the work you're kind of doing about by advocacy and by visibility this week is 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 really admirable so thank you for everything you do for the community um if anyone wants to follow you on social media etc where can they do that um at louis oaks is the twitter and i have just launched my first youtube video we'll see how that's going to go and it's called in bed with a bisexual oh my I, well i need to subscribe i need to watch and subscribe to this yeah. i'm gonna do well, that i'm gonna have guests so i'm gonna be like guess who's under the covers with me tonight and oh my god the covers and so you're more than welcome i would love to be under your covers <laughs> that sounds perfect well lewis it's been great to have you on and i'm gonna play you out with a little bit of thompson this is acid rain when you fell from the sky, we all stopped and stood outside to wash our clothes. But baby, we got soaked. Mm-hmm. When you fell from the sky, I felt that burning in my eyes drove me insane. I thought that you were holy water, but you were just acid rain. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.